Welcome, podcasters. This is special. This is special for you because I can't say shit, dickhead, piss, fucks, piss. Can you say the word? That well, yeah, we can. Um, oh. That's fine. Oh, good. That voice you're hearing is the one and only Jane Harbour, who was my co-host. You'll be hearing her uh, in the episode you're about to listen to. Thank you for downloading us. I think the show went. I mean, this this is we're talking to you after the show. We're, we're coming from the future. Um, it was pretty loose. You were excellent. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Michelle was excellent. We had Michelle Wyatt in who wrote the book, Not Right in the Head. You'll love that chat. It's a very good chat. Mm. But this is special because these people have gone, they're listening to us in their little ears. They're probably cleaning. They're probably driving. Um, what? Just give us something off the, like give us something about offspring that we're not expecting. Sure. Just give us something. Just someone's, give us a little tidbit. Someone's dead. That yeah. already happened. Oh. Someone's um, already died. Okay. What's happening for your character? Is Zara, is anything good happening for Zara? Uh, she Zara, is a fringe character. No one really cares about her, but what's happening for Zara? Oh, that just makes me want to open up and <laughs> tell you everything about myself and my character and how I feel about my self-worth and et cetera. Yeah, you're, um, you're realistic. You're yeah, not a proud man. No, nah. I'm not. I'm you're just happy in. to be there. I married in. You did marry in. I slept my way in. With Jimmy. With Jimmy Proudman. God love We him. have two children, so I think I'm pretty much in there now. Wow. But... Let me Are tell you worried you. they're going to kill you? <laughs> Are you worried? Like Not until when just that, this moment. When I that's worried. happening, do the people stop making eye contact with the actor? Is that, Have you been killed in a show before? Mate, you're the one. Have you been killed in you're a show? The, the <laughs> you have. No, I haven't. Have you never been killed? Have you no, never, been, never been Not killed. even an underbelly? No. Nah. You didn't get shanked? No. Nah. Wow. I got something else. Ooh, with Roger Corses penis hey yes all right that's enough from us enjoy the podcast and uh you know what tell your friends if you like it if you don't like it just shut the fuck up no one needs that negativity in their life bye bye live around australia and podcast to the world i'm huge on the dark web she somehow managed to avoid the entire current season of game of thrones just so she could binge watch it in one sitting. The struggle is real, Australia. Which means she's got no idea about that moment when Sansa says... Ben, shut your face! The Minister for Glitter is in the building! It's a real thing! For another neck-level edition of the M. Rossiano Radio Show! Welcome, Australia, to another edition of the M. Rossiano Radio Show. I am your host, M. Rossiano, and like a donkey, our parliament will be hung. I've been waiting all day to say that joke, Benny. Did you like it? Yes! We have a huge edition of the show tonight. Joining me is my good friend and actor, apparently, Jane. No, your mic's off, your mic's off. Jane Harbour. You'll know her as Zara on that show, The Offspring. Offspring? Offspring? Offspring. It could be. There's not. There was a band called The Offspring. Yeah, that's why it's different. Okay, strong start for the show. Strong start for the show. <laughs> also joining us is Michelle Wyatt, who has written a phenomenal book called Not Right in the Head. It is just, I sat reading it today and bloody hell, I nearly swore it's a good book. Uh, so it's a huge edition. We'll be talking politics because I am a well-known political commentator. Turn mics off. Oh. Yeah, it's back on now. <laughs> <laughs> but it is in my contract, Jane Harbour, that I get to pick the first, I haven't even introduced you yet, the first song oh. of every show. And tonight is no different. Mm-hmm. I should not have had half a glass of red wine before the show started. Mm-hmm. It is on Vogue. Never going to get it. Is that the song, Ben? Okay, it's the M. Rossiano Radio Show. We'll be back to officially introduce our guest after this. It's the M. Rossiano Radio Show live around the country. Now, each week I have a different co-host because basically I'm incapable of working in a team. So every week we have a new person. And this week, one of my dear friends who's also an actor, you will know her from Offspring, is joining me, the lovely Jane Harbour. Today's special guest co-host once said in an interview, when she wants to unwind, she likes to turn the heaters up at home, get nude and play the piano. How Delta Goodrum of you. She has had sex with Michael Hutchins, Jimmy Proudman and Roger Corsa on the TV. And if there's a hit Australian show, she's been a part of it. Currently, she's playing Zara on hit TV show Offspring. Please welcome all-round talented gal and one of my very good friends, actress Jane Harbour. Hello, darling. Hi, Em. How are you? You look clapped. 
Thank you. Why are you putting on your radio voice? I told you not to do the radio voice. I'll do whatever radio voice I want to do. What you all need to know is that if you've heard an ad on the radio and it's a female voice, chances are it's this little whorebag. You will sound voice How? It's been to- four seconds and you have already called me a whore. I'm going to count the insults. Listen, I don't like how you've put on your theatre voice. Where did you study? Did you study a, study a whopper or nida? Whopper, nida, VCA, where have <laughs> I not studied? I haven't studied at any of them. Why are you speaking like a theatre I will nerd? speak how I want Just on this show. normally. You were complaining about your intro. Tell the story about the nude thing. How, like, first of all, what first a, of all, such a pretentious thing to say in an interview. You're pretentious, oh, mate. I'm so relatable. I just when I get home, <laughs> I just unwind, I strip off, and this I is taken so turn out of the context. Up and I play piano because I'm classically trained. Let's let's, let's not get carried away. Just such a every woman. That's what I love about you. <laughs> You're just such a every woman that people <laughs> who doesn't who doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Want to go home, put on the heater, and play a bit of Rachmaninoff in the noon. Oh God! Because my ass cheeks would hang over the back of the stool, and I get what sweaty stool box are you? Jams. Why are you doing? Why do you have a oh, tiny stool? <laughs> sweaty box. Why don't you have a regular size oh, stool? No, it'd be bad. I can't think of anything worse than sitting nude and sweating in my house. I don't think you've to... tried it. Evidently, by this comment, I don't think you've tried it. Also. Let's just say this happened, I don't know, maybe six years ago. Yes. I was talking about something yes. and I accidentally said, because I, oh no, somebody said about, I was, I was doing a musical and they said, oh, you do all of this stuff. And I said, no, I actually feel very uncomfortable singing or playing the piano. Mm. I only do that at home, nude, or, with the heaters turned up. And I said something like that. <laughs> and just, I was semi-joking. Just, just a throwaway line. Just it was a throwaway <laughs> comment. And moreover, I, I, it, it was said because I was caught off guard by mm. the question. But that's the one thing. That like, you grabbed onto. No, it's not the general public. It's you. It, you have perpetuated this terrible myth. No, you told me a couple of days ago you did an interview with an, a radio station in Adelaide and they asked you, it's that every actor and personality has the one factoid that the media will grab onto. I tell you things in confidence off air and then what happens is you get your little mic and you think, oh, I tell you what the nation would want to hear about yeah. this story. You being nude. A lot of people want to hear about they that. They don't. Now you're currently back uh, filming season six of Offspring. Is that correct? I am. Good girl. Thank you. Yeah, are you enjoying that? I love it. Okay, that's enough about that. All right. So, um, <laughs> I had a lot of in, inside scoops. Oh, tell me. Oh, no, 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 no. You well, said no. Well, someone died last week. That was sad. Yeah. None of you really Darcy, sad. Darcy Proudman died. Do I have an issue with that episode? None I, of you were very sad. It's like you guys just tried to gloss over the fact that the father died. Should we call Imogen Bank? Should we call the producers now? Yes. And, and you can let them know that. I think I will. We'll call Making we'll, a note right now. I'm calling the producers. <laughs> all right. I'm going to call were them. Were you in those? You, did, did, were you sad that. You died? Yes, I was sad. Did you not see my face? Very sad. You weren't in the scene. I know. <laughs> <That's okay. laughs> but oh, the whole week I was filming it, I was sad. So. Well, I'm very excited to have you here. I'm very excited to be here. Jane Harbour. Not, not thank many... you for having me. Look, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad. That, I'm glad. Okay. Now, uh, coming up next, it is also a requirement of the guest. You must bring a story along about yourself. Well... What's wrong, babes? Are you unhappy with the story? Well, it's just, it's a, it's maybe not a story you'd repeat over dinner. It's a, it's a fine story. Okay. Well, it better be good. Okay. Okay. Because we're live. Thank you. All right. So coming up next is Jane's amazing story. Like you guys oh, are going to want to pull the car over to hear this story. Oh, good. It's the M. Rossiano radio show back with Jane Harbour's story. Oh, good. After this. It's the M. Can you not? It's my radio show. I've got to do the thing where I tell people that it's my radio show. I, this is aggressive early on. It's very aggressive. It's the M. Rossiano radio show live around the country on the Hit Network. My co host this week is Jane Harbour. She plays Zara on Offspring. I feel like I'm going to have to keep saying that. Would we call it the M and Jane show? Nope. Would we call it the M. Rossiano and Jane Harbour show? No. Would we call <laughs> okay, It would be right. the M and Friends. And you're the, you're the and Friends. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> I'm leaving the show. I'm very threatened by your beauty, let's be honest. That's why. I know we just got told Benny's a little nervous about Jane and I being together. And look so. at you. You're incredibly beautiful. Thanks, babes. Thanks. Uh, now, you are on Offspring, obviously. And look, before we crack into your story, I don't know if you remember <laughs> the greatest moment ever on Offspring. When look, I had an emergency no, C-section. No. When I was no, studying. No one cares about when your character. When I got married. You're a During labour. I got married Mid labor. Zara is a fringe character at best. 
Okay, let's be honest. You're she's a not, fringe character yep, at best to this radio pretty show, much, mate. Pretty much. Cut back to Jane's show. She's a proud, she's not a proud man, so no one cares. Now, let's talk about this. On season four, episode 12, something extremely important happened. Mm-hmm. Some may say, yes, Patrick died and that was important. <laughs> but something else happened. Do you have the little bit, Benny? Mm-hmm. Well, the two of you obviously have a very special working relationship. Terrifying, yes. Rapport. It is special. Every collaboration has its own unique vibe, but this one feels rare, and that's probably because Mick is a very special artist. No, she's being sweet. Wow. <laughs> how did it come about working together? Did you hear that laugh? How, how warm was I? It sounded I? like a snort. Let me do it again. <laughs> it sounded like... <laughs> so that was me. I was on... Offspring, season four, episode 12, where they killed off Patrick, but because he took all the glory, Jane Harbour, people forget that I was actually the star of that episode. Talk about a fringe character. I've been on it for six years. <laughs> I was, do you know the role I was Talk playing? about a fringe character. Do you know what my role was? It was the back of your head It was M. Rossiano. <laughs> and I did it so badly. I played myself so badly that they cut it down to just the back of my head. And uh, <laughs> It's not even like when people say, oh, Tom Cruise plays Tom Cruise, no. Drew Barrymore plays. They're like, oh, M. Rossiano yeah. did it and yeah. we had to cut her out. Do you want to hear the worst part? Mm. You know, the role that Claire Bowditch ended up playing yeah. that was actually written specifically for me because it was based on my it. life and I auditioned and I couldn't even land the role <laughs> of me. <laughs> so that's how good my actoring is, just so everyone knows. Well, you've called me a fringe character, so I guess we're in the same boat. Let's talk about your amazing, amazing story. That you've bought. So what we do, we, we say to our guests, the sure. Emraciano show is like Christmas dinner. You've yeah. all had a few wines, but grandma's there. Okay, yeah. so this is the kind of level of story we're telling. I don't know if I would tell grandma this story, mainly because I don't think she would get the references. She's also dead, so. Okay, don't bring the mood of the show down. Okay? I'll bring it to wherever I want That was to. selfish of you. <laughs> but we'll she died in it. 1993. Okay, great. Well, that was, the, so it's really irrelevant. Okay, we, we just do pop culture at this show. We just talk about current events. We have election, Bill Short and Malcolm Turnbull. Who won? No one. See, we're totally live. Here's my long story. I'll make and it really me... quick. Okay. okay. Just make it punchy. Two minutes. Go. Okay, no, it's just about the fact that I think that I'm a psychic. And the reason is I, I got asked a series of questions about, oh, t- it was TV show related yes. um, for whatever. And they said, who... Wh- on what TV show, a character that you would kill off, who would that be? And I thought, I've got to be careful with that because yes. you don't want to, you know, kill off someone. Like, oh, Cat uh, Stewart on no. Offspring. I wouldn't. You would. Wouldn't. Just in case, just <laughs> in case the Proudmans adopt your character she's and all of a sudden you one matter. Of my, one of my closest friends. Okay, so, right, I wouldn't, yeah. so I said, 90210, Andrea Zuckerman. <gasps> Where's the glasses? Similar to you, Em. Because we're a radio show, I have access to sounds. Amazing. So just... Appreciate you. That poor woman, and she was 45 playing a 16 She was 45. Luke Perry was younger than her, and he was 45. 45. 44. To believe that Andrea Zuckerman was in high school. She was overlooked all the time. And now I think she's like head of SAG in America. Did she end up getting a root on that show? I'm going to say no. Oh, poor thing. Hopefully, because someone killed her off. Yeah. Hence why I said, kill off Andrea Zuckerman. Yeah. Um, So I said that, and then we're on set, and someone was talking about breaking up with someone. And I said, you know who you should get yeah. to break up your relationship is Shannon Doherty because she had a reality show called Breaking Up with Shannon Doherty yeah. where you call Shannon and you say, I want to break up with my boyfriend and then Shannon Doherty does it for you. I love that. So like the greatest show that's ever existed. Oh, she did. Yeah. So then two days later, I have to go to Sydney. I have to do some work in the morning. I take my girlfriend up. To, we stay in a hotel. We are, we are there. I'm like, oh, let's go and have a drink at the bar that looks out over the opera house. How lovely. We get in the elevator, the elevator doors open and a woman walks towards me and I think that looks like the third character from Charmed, not Alyssa Milano. Did you say Charmed? No. Yes. I said Charmed. Scott Sounds. Oh. Yeah. Oh, because it's, yeah, because it's radio. Yeah. So a woman walks towards me and I think that looks like the third woman from Charmed. Not Alyssa Milano, not Shannon Doherty, the other one. The Michelle Williams of the group. Yeah, Yeah. sure. No, Michelle Williams. No one cares about Michelle Williams. Now they do. No. But nobody cares about the third one now either on Charmed. So in my mind, I say, oh, that looks like her. Mm. Girlfriend standing next to me, she thinks in her mind, that looks like third person from Charmed. Charmed. Anyway, she opens her mouth and she's like, oh, my God, the other day I was like walking down the blah, blah. And she's got an American accent. I'm like, I think it is from Charmed. Charmed." Shannon Doherty then walks into the elevator. Get 
out of my studio. I can't get out because I'm in the elevator with Shannon Doherty and she's wearing t- like tiny Asian um, little silk pants, like pajama is. pants. Yes. And then she's got a, a, a dirty uh, sneaker on. Love it. And she's got kind of a dirty jumper on. No makeup. We all, None of us. We all have bad days. Oh I have gosh. them every day. Yes. And and she's got kind of a flushed face and she's like, oh my God, so the other day, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I have pulled Shannon Doherty out of the universe into the elevator in Sydney. She was there. We went up to the bar. I wanted to hear all about Shannon Doherty. I wanted to know her life. I wanted to know everything about her. That's amazing. Point is, if Meryl Streep walked on, I'd be like, you're an amazing actress. Yeah. You're the best. Yeah. I don't want to know anything about your life. Shannon Doherty, I want to know, did you stab your boyfriend? Yeah. What happened? Tell yeah. me what happened after 90210. Yeah. Jenny Garth, Ian Ziering. I want to know everything. Um, I'm sorry, Iron Zeering. Steve's name is Iron Zeering no, in it's real not. life. <sighs> is it? This is what we do. Thirteen ten sixty. Did you love? Like, who's your obscure? I want you to. I want you to challenge Zane. 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 Jane Billy and I. Zane. <laughs> Jane and I. I want. Who can you remember from a '90s sitcom? Okay, obscure. I want the most. I want you to come at us. Like, don't even try your wheels from Degrassi. I'll remember that. I want to. I want to hit you. It's Ian's earring, by the way. Could be Ian. It's not Ian. It's Ian. I've got one from a show. Oh, we'll bring it up next, right? Sure, but sure. I want you to call in thirteen ten sixty. Who was? Your, did you have an obscure favorite on a nineties TV? Show? Great question. Anne. Do you understand? Like we get the story from the guests. Yeah. And like that story went forever. By the way, we did. And then we. And then we. <laughs> was it an elongated story? <laughs> and then we need you guys to call. And I think this is a good topic. It's a great topic. Okay, great. So thirteen ten sixty. Like, who was your favourite obscure nineties sitcom? Like, who did you love? And everyone was like, "You're crazy," but you love them. And I want to see if you can stump us. You won't. Who I've, did you love him? I, I will say it after. The, I'm going to tease people through. Sure. Okay. Listen up next. You'll find out. It's the M. Rossiano Radio Show. And Jane. <laughs> it's the M. Rossiano Radio Show with special guest co-host, actress Jane Harbour. Look, she brought in a great story and we'll get to that in a minute. And we are asking on 131060, please feel free to call through at any time. Look, I can't guarantee you'll get through. You've got to be of a certain standard of caller. But if you are very good, you'll be allowed through. And uh, we're asking about 90s sitcom stars, obscure ones, fringe players. Like, you know, we're thinking Andrea, what was it, Gabrielle? Gabriella. Gabriella on 90210. Yeah. Nat from the Peach Pit. Nat from the Peach that's a, Pit. That's a great trivia question. No one cares or remembers him. Exactly. Exactly, right? Screech from Saved by the Bell. Andy from Dawson's Creek. Well, Screech is in jail. Is he? Killed someone. See, this is what I mean about Shannon Doherty. What happened with a stabbing of the boyfriend? I don't even know. That's I, I don't even know. Her. I know. <laughs> because Jane ran into Shannon Doherty in a lift. But look. Uh, uh, in Sydney. What was she doing in Sydney? I don't know. You said Comic-Con. You knew Maybe. <laughs> I said maybe Comic-Con. We, ha- we are also obviously tweeting the whole show live. Christian, my social media queen, is on top of everything. Christian, I understand you have a few tweets coming through. We do have a few tweets. First, I just want to say a quick apology. I did a tweet from your account and I misspelled a lot of names and a lot of words. Mm. A lot of no. people think it's you. So. No, because Twitter, they are at me about my spelling. That's my bad. Did you Sorry. say it was yours? Yes, I... No, I didn't. Um, but we got a good one yeah. from Stephen yeah. who said Wilson from Home Improvement. Oh, Earl that's a good one. Hindman. Oh. Next to a neighbour that you well, never see. Like the, the Hitchcock. Oh, well, Hitchcock, you do see. You do see. Yeah, yeah you do. All right. So, All right, so uh, look, some people have called up, which is always astonishing to me that someone's listening besides... Well, Sarah, my producer's grandmother's listening. What's your grandmother's name, Cersei? I can't hear her. Come, someone make Cersei. Her name's Susie. Su- Susie. Hello, Susie, 86 years of age, listening to FM radio. Welcome. She normally listens to 3AW, so she's going to be loving the drizzle. She's going to be loving the Drake we're playing. Mm. Yeah, great, terrific. Lisa, hello, Lisa. Hi, guys. How are you going? Good, sweetie. Now, who did you love? 90 sitcom Obscure. Not everyone was into them. Definitely, definitely Obscure. Joey from Blossom, the brother from Blossom. That was the best. That was the best. She did a car wheel at the beginning of the show. He wore a hat and he had a catchphrase. What was his catchphrase? Didn't Joey get a spin-off show? I feel like he got a spin-off show. I think it might have. Yeah, and Blossom is on that show with all the nerds. And it says, yeah, in my um, opinion, that's the it. sun is going to shine. That's the one. Oh, my God. So you love, what, did you have pictures from Smash Hits up on your wall of, of oh, Joey? absolutely, of course. Oh, my God. Do you know who? Smash Hits was the best back then. I just remembered. Do you know who I used to have all over my walls? This is so embarrassing. JTT. No, Fred Savage. 
Oh, yeah. Huh. He's now a director. Kevin from The Wonder Years. Yeah, he's a I massive used to, director. Do you remember how you do that love calculation, your name plus their name with the letters and of love and you got and a, a percentage? percentage. <laughs> I would rot that so we had 90% every time. I, oh, my God, I'm just having, like, weird stomach reactions. The Wonder I, Years. He was, I, I went and saw a terrible movie about video games because he was in it. The Wizard, I think it was called. Oh, oh my yeah. God. But em remember Winnie? Oh, yeah. You she look was like great. Her. You look like Winnie. Emily, hello. I think she was Asian. Hi, how are you? Who did you love? I loved um, Ali McBeal, Calista Flockhart. No one loved Calista Flockhart. I don't believe oh. you. Oh, no. Trust me, I did. Why? Because the whole show was just so fascinating, like being in a legal firm and then having to work with her ex-boyfriend. Oh, you really liked it. Oh, oh, I did. On, I didn't Emily. understand it a whole lot, but... <laughs> yeah, how old are you? I'm 23. Yeah, okay. Were you even born when Ellie McBeal was on? I was, actually. It used to be on Tuesday nights, I think it was. You would have been like five. Oh, I was... I, look, I don't know how old I was, but also, I Also, what it. about Jane Krakowski and Portia de Rossi and Lu Lucy Liu and all the rest of the gang? Oh, I forgot Lucy Liu. Oh, but Calista Flockhart kind of looks like a duck. It intrigues me. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I get it. Perfect. It's the M. Rossiano radio show. It's the M. Rossiano radio show. Jane, don't cough. Your microphone's on. Oh, We're live. Do you understand this? Well, We're going out live. Jane thought we were doing a podcast, you guys. She didn't realise every one of you is listening right now in the moment. Also, people on radio have tickles in their throat and need to cough sometimes. Well, not professional ones. We just soldier through. <laughs> We've just been talking about 90s sitcom stars that we kind of loved. And I did reveal that. And Fred Savage from The Wonder Years, Kevin Arnold, was like someone who just made my lady garden aflame as like a 14-year-old. Mm. And then Sarah, my producer, drops a bombshell in the ad break. What was it? It was that I wrote him a fan letter and I got back a picture of him and on the back it, wrote, it read, I hope all your years are wonder years. What oh. a beautiful message. What I mean, a beautiful message. What a beautiful, I mean, talk about tying in the name of the show with the message. And exactly. it's all branding. Exactly. He was, he was social media. Doing it before it before it even happened. <laughs> Coming up next, though, Australia. Oh God, I'm almost frightened. This week, I wrote a column telling uh, telling you all that I think it's okay to tell your kids they suck at things if they do. And thirteen ten sixty, if you agree with me, or if you don't, we'll talk about that next. It's the M Rossiano Radio Show live around the country. It's the M Rossiano Radio Show with special guest host this week, actress Jane Harbour. Now, Janie, uh, each week I write a column mm. for news.com.au and look, it usually ends in abuse. Uh, <laughs> this week was no exception. I had to take a little break from Facebook this week. I wrote a column in which I calmly said, I believe that we may be raising a generation of narcissists and kids who believe they're brilliant at everything when perhaps they're not because there is this epidemic of parents saying that their kids are the next Beyonce, the next Usain Bolt, the next Gary Ablett, when they're clearly rubbish. Yeah, I completely agree. Good. Cause you, and how many kids have you got? On Offspring, I've got two. Amazing. So you are qualified. You are a mother of two. Thank you. And um, look, 1360, straight off the bat, I'm keen to know what you think. Do you think it's okay to be honest with your child if they are really bad at something to tell them the truth? And this is why this came up. I was at the end of school assembly for mm. Odette, my youngest daughter, yep. and she's in the school rock band. And my kids go to the most amazing school. They like paint pictures of their feelings. They're like, you can act and sing and dance. They knit tampons for needy children. It's phenomenal. And so they don't do that. Um, that's is just it Steiner? Of, it's similar, but, uh, yeah. but less guitar playing instead of maths. Sure. They actually do maths. Yeah. And so I was at the concert and they came out, the band came out, and they performed a song by Michael Jackson called Beat It. Oh, yeah. And they played the song. I'll just play a little bit for you. I mean, it was rubbish. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. Mm. Michael Jackson, I mean, he, I mean, if he was... If he was really dead, which he's not, he'll be turning in his grave. And so... Hang on, let's talk about that. No, we'll talk about that later. All right. We'll talk about my conspiracy theories later. Sure. But we've got to stay on track. Um, but the thing is, a parent said to me, she turned to me and she said, oh, Odette was great. She's so talented. They're just so talented. And I said, no, in that instance, it was rubbish. Yeah. That was terrible. Yeah, fair. Uh, or maybe I shouted it at her. I was a little bit worked up. Sure. 
And I feel like uh, Odette came running out and she looked at me and I looked at her and my kid can do single ladies in nine inch heels move perfect Mm -hmm. at home in costume with the dog coerced as a backing dancer. Mm. This was her worst performance of her career. Well, tell her. And I did. Good. Okay. She looked at me and I I go, babes, tell me about that situation. What did I just see? I mean, you just, you were dead on the inside and I wanted to run on stage and put you in a headlock. Valid. And she just looked at me and she said, oh, but you know, Mia's mum said we were good. I said, Mia's mum lied. Mia's mum's an idiot. She lied. Janie, she lied to my kid. Yeah. Don't be a liar. Don't be a liar. It's terrible. I said, babes, it was not very good. Mm. And she looked at me. She did a cartwheel because that's all she ever does. That's all I did. And she came back and she said, yeah, I was pretty bored. I wanted to dance, but they told us to focus on the singing. Mm. Next time I'm going to dance. I go, good. Next Next time time dance. dance. What do the people want to see? Don't shield your children from the truth, Australia. Don't lie to them. Don't make them little assholes who get out into the real world and, and look around and like that they're Beyonce when oh, they're Michelle. Exactly. And I want I want the whole country to acknowledge that I've worked a Michelle reference into every single show since we started. Okay, every single show. Now listen, thirteen ten sixty. I'm willing to cop <laughs> if you disagree with me. I, I from what I learned this week, the majority of the country do. But I'm going to stick by this because I think you need to absolutely reward the effort. Sure. But not the Most outcome. improved. Honourable mention. No, I don't like those either. No. Nah, nah. you, you know what I said to her? I said, babes, I'm so proud of you getting on stage. Good job. Brave. You had a crack. Yeah. But you know what? But it you was, failed. What happened was crap. But you, yeah. You know what? The effort was good. The outcome was really bad. Yeah. Ten for effort, zero for outcome. So keep trying and maybe one day. Great, we'll high five on this. But until that that day, yeah. you are rubbish. Yeah. And it's fair to say that. And I completely have your back on this. Thank you. Sure, we might be the one percenters. <laughs> That's okay. Oh God. The calls are coming in thick and fast. So thirteen ten sixty, do you think it's okay to tell your kids they suck when they do? That's yes. it. Yes. We'll take your many, many, many calls next. CM Rossiano Radio Show. It's the M. Rossiano Radio Show with special guest host, actress Jane Harbour. Uh, my husband has sent in a text. Jane, each week he does critique the show. Could you read it out? Yeah. This is from Scott. Show's going good. Good chemistry with Jane. Yeah. You'll need to get something to eat for yourself before you come home. Because I'm not cooking. And then my friend, A.D. Brown, wrote, you're a million miles an hour and mad, but it's great to listen to, enjoying the show. So I love it when my friends give me unsolicited critiques. Thanks, Aidy. No, I we love didn't, oh, we no, he's very attractive. Is he? Yeah. All we right. would take that from Aidy oh, Brown. Sure. Look, on 131060, we are asking, do you think it's okay to tell your kids that they suck at something when they really clearly do? And Jane and I was just discussing off air, we are products of baby boomer parents mm. in that our parents were working like crazy people. Yeah. So we had to get ourselves around town. Yeah. I had to get myself to three trains I used to have to catch to get to training. I had no one telling me, I, I, I would have liked to, someone to have said, I'm proud of you. Like maybe I wouldn't be so needy and, and maybe I wouldn't be, you know. You well, are needy. I'm so needy. Mm. I'm so, I am the product of the complete opposite of what I'm talking about. Do you know my, what I mean? Yeah. My, my parents were very supportive. They would take me places and do yeah. everything, but they were like, wait till someone else tells you that you're good at something. Don't <laughs> go around being like, oh, I'm so good at this. And I got told that at three. <laughs> so uh, that's... I know. But look, I just worry that we're raising a generation of entitled, narcissistic little dickheads, and I don't want that to happen to this country. Completely agree. So on 131060, let's do this. And if you disagree with me, bring it. I'm happy to argue it through with you. I'm happy to. Did I say argue? I yeah. meant talk. Yeah. Merrily, hello, darling. No, I've just been listening to that and I'm, I'm agreeing and huffing and puffing at the same time. Why are you huffing and puffing, babes? Uh, well, look, I suppose the frustration that I feel. Yes. Um, look, I'm actually an ex-school teacher. and Ooh. Yeah, and now I've, I've had this massive awakening where I've discovered, like, art. And you cannot confine kids to those four walls. You cannot teach them the same way. Mm. They don't learn the same way. Mm. They don't think the same way. And as in your case, with your daughter, mm. no, that's not her. her and you say, no, she's not going to be the best at that thing. Mm. Just like I'm not either. Mm. I'm a dancer. She's a dancer. Let her go free. I bet she rocks at that. <laughs> she does rock. She rocks at most things. And normally she rocks at singing, but she was dead on the inside that day. How many kids do you have, Nerily? You have one, is that right? Look, I, I do. I've, I've got a daughter. Yeah, and, and how old is how old's she? 
my daughter Shanae, she's seventeen years old. Shanae. And did you Shanae, t- yeah. do you tell Shanae that she is not good at things when she's not good? No, honestly, no, I do apologise about the dog in the background. Look, I I believe look, you've got to be honest with the kids. Yes. At the end of the day you have to be honest. Yes. If they are not told the truth, they can't grow. No, narrowly. Yeah. No, no, narrowly. You know what I like about narrowly? What's I like that? that she was a teacher. Yeah. I like that she called it. Shanae's not a name you hear often. Not that I, I don't hear that often. I love Shanae. But I feel like Shanae's a name. Someone just turns 30 and they're Shanae. <laughs> like, you know when you meet a kid called Craig and you're like, were you ever a baby called Craig or were you, yeah. did you turn you 30? Know, you're not six months old. Like, Craig, Craig. Get like, off you the know what I mean, a Craig? Craig? I can't imagine somebody going, he's my beautiful newborn. Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Craig's like 50 straight up. Straight up. As soon as you're born, you're like Craig 50. Craig yeah. comes out totally. 30, all right? <laughs> Bloody hell, Sinead's the best name I've heard in such a long time. Yeah. Patrick, hello. G'day, how you going? What do you reckon, mate? Oh, I've got your back on this one. Love you. Yeah. Love that yeah. you have my back. Yeah. Do you have any kids? No, I've got kids. <laughs> so, yeah, I know, contradicting, eh? You have no kids. No, <laughs> but That's I work... I work in a sporting facility, so I see a lot of parents becoming too encouraging towards their kids. I just think they should be, I guess, being a bit harder on them. Yes. Um, I know when I was a kid being brought up, my parents set me up for life's disappointment. Yeah, as they <laughs> should, like Patrick, I, as they should. I've been like playing what? and sport and everything my whole life, and if I was bad at something, they'd let me know about it. Yeah, but if you were good at something, they'd let you know, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And did they always encourage you to keep trying? Yeah. If I if I was good at something and I stuffed up and, you know, I was having a bad week, they would stay on my back about it. Yeah. They'd be supportive, everything. Mm-hmm. But if I really sucked at something, they, they'd probably be a bit subtle about it and go, all right, maybe not do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite to how I handled it too. Yeah, well, yeah. No, each their own. But Thanks, Patrick. That's no, really nice. How old are you, Patrick? I'm 28. And are you straight? Wow. I mean, that's not my usual welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're not listening to Triple M right now. Thank you, my darling. I welcome you back next Sunday Patrick's night. Patrick's great. I love you, Patrick. Yeah. I don't think I've ever experienced a 28-year-old straight guy listening to anything Patrick's I do. Patrick's the best. Patrick doesn't I have I love you, kids. Patrick. Patrick doesn't have kids. Yeah, I know. And he still wanted to give you a call. I love that. Yeah. Thanks, Patrick. So um, this is the moral of the story, you guys. All right? Listen. Are you listening? This is what's going on. If your kid tries something, you say, good trying. If the outcome is rubbish, that is rubbish. Mm. Okay? But you keep trying. That's what I'm saying. Don't walk up to random kids in the street and just tell them they suck. So don't do my web series idea, which is dream crushes. Kid comes up, tells you their dream, you crush it. Is it like Shark Tank? Yeah. Shark Tank Junior. Yeah, but it's Shark Tank Junior. <laughs> I would love to do that joke. It's the best show ever. Oh, my God. That's such a good idea. I know. It's called Dream Crushers. Kids just come up. They're terrible. And yeah. you just go, no, that was ru- – you should – that is terrible. That's the Get worst. out. Get out. And then it goes like Dream Crusher number 742. Oh, my God. Ben's winding us up. Oh. Ben. CM Rossiano Radio Show. That – man's rapping voice is very stressful. I don't like it. It sounds like he's constipated and in duress. What's his name, Ben? What's his name? Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap <laughs> needs just to have a little nap. Fetty Wap speaks very highly of you. <laughs> like, that's what he sounds like. Well, he, sp- he speaks very highly and of what? you. Fetty Wap. Jesus. <laughs> I'm so old. It's the end. What happened to Fetty Cent? Yeah. What happened was, to Eminem? He was chilled. Eminem was a bit highly strong. It was but, amazing. But angry and Mom's I liked spaghetti. that. Mom's spaghetti. Yeah. Mom's spaghetti. Mom's spaghetti. Heavy. 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 sweater uh, already. Mom's spaghetti. It's the M. Rossiano radio show. Wow. Look, it's been a loose old show. Um, lots of comments coming in. <laughs> Jane Harbour, who's my friend, which is obvious now. We might just need to be a little bit more profesh. Oh. Uh, well, I've been it. professional. It's my show. <laughs> she says. Um, look, I've got a little story to tell. It's a little story. Mm, so funny. relatable. I was having a facial. Yeah. And. <laughs> yeah, that's really relatable. I know. No, I seriously, my skin for some reason, I don't know if anyone else out there is feeling this. I'm 37 and all of a sudden I've got pimples and wrinkles. <sighs> I, I've just started getting pimples again. Like, I don't have that problem my, at all. I, Shut up. 
Your skin, <laughs> your skin is like porcelain. I have a massive scar here. Why is your face so smooth? Like, are we talking lots of Botox? Like, are you had all the Botox? Frown. All, all of the. All you can of it. frown. You have had no botulism in your face. Look at your skin is perfect. That's because I'm having chemical peels that are would you? kill a small village of animals. Great. Tell me all about it. So, like, I'm getting these horrible pimples again. I don't know what's going on. Apparently, when you get a bit older, my age, thirty-seven. Mm. That's what happens. You start getting the zits again. It's like, oh God, okay, we've got to kill this. So it's school holidays. So poor Odette had to come to the facial with me. And for those of you who follow me on Snapchat, it was horrific. It was, it's, it's a test of endurance, this facial. that's so hot and burning that they have two girls have to fan you simultaneously. Really? Yes. It's that. And you lay there going. <laughs> so it's like acid on yeah, your face. It, not even like is acid. It is acid on <laughs> your face. So I have the facial and to reward Odette, for the scarring she's gone through watching mummy have her the top 10 layers of her face peeled off yeah. um i said let's go we'll go we'll go to the movies um we went yeah, and saw oh you'll be saw hunt for the wilder people <gasps> oh yeah australia go and see that movie it is so damn delightful it's very lovely oh yeah. i just wanted to kick something fluffy after i saw it it was so good and so we're sitting there and I we thought yeah. Violent after seeing it. You know right. when you love something so much, you know when you see a baby There's and There's a word for that. Pinch its cheeks. Yeah, it's aggression towards cute, lovely it. things. So good. It's called being yeah. not very nice. I, that is. And so we, we had a, went to get a little snack and there was like at this little cool cafe in Paran in Melbourne on Chapel Street mm. and there was a groovy guy working behind the counter and I walked up to the counter and I'm like, oh, can I get, oh, whatever. And he looks at me, winked and he's like, oh, and having a good time. And I'm like, What? <laughs> Yeah, with my kid, we're going to see a movie. We've had a facial. Pretty good. Ring-a-ding-ding. Like, and he just kept winking at me and, like, smiling and, like, doing little he's shimmies. Doing little shimmies. Nah, no. he's 100% gay. Okay. And so he's doing little shimmies. I'm like, what is going on? And so I got the food and I sat down. And then I said to Odie, let's go to the toilet. And she's like, okay. So she goes, I'm going to the toilet. And I look in the mirror and I figured out why I was getting the shimmy and the winks because as I looked in the mirror, around my like right nostril was just a rim of white powder. Just like because the facial women had not wiped it off properly. Well, and it, rookie error. <laughs> From the facialist, rookie error. It looked like I'd spent the morning knee deep in gutter glitter. I don't know what that is. In Mexican marching powder. I don't know what that is. In I have a list of names. Powder, cola, sea, rail, big, big flakes, flakes. Baseball, rail. I don't know what, what you're snow. referring to. It, look, I'm not allowed to say the one. I don't, I don't okay, know what you're saying. It looked like I had been partaking in the cocaine. <gasps> and I obviously had not, but then I was horrified. And so I'm scratching at my nose, but this stuff. You Did you make your nose bleed? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then he came out and he was like, rusty pipes. Oh my. I think that's what happened. Well, that is a terrible story, Em. I am appalled. <laughs> it's the Amrosiano Radio Show. <laughs> Janie, we've got one hour down. It's It's been loose and it's fun. It's been loose. <laughs> no one's going to tell you that it hasn't been loose. It has been loose. Look, uh, coming up later in the show, we have uh, Michelle Wyatt, who wrote an incredible book called Not Right in the Head. She's going to be joining us. You're going to not want to miss that. But coming up next, you guys, there was an election yesterday. There were two victory speeches given, but no winner. Mm. I also want to let you know that Fred Nile, Darren Hinch, Jackie Lambie, Pauline Hanson, Barnaby Joyce, Bob Catter and Nick Xenophon are now in your Senate. So what we want to know on 131060 is how you're feeling, you guys. How are you feeling about your choices, Australia? Let's take your temperature on what the hell happened yesterday. We'll do that next. It's the M. Rossiano Radio Show. It's the M. Rossiano Radio Show, live around the country with special guest co-host, actress Jane Harbour, better known as Zara from Offspring, in case oh. you're wondering. Oh. Well, I just feel like, I've, you know, people say, oh, you an idol. That's what everyone knows me from. Let's be honest, real. Everyone knows you from Offspring. Do they? Yeah. Okay. Right. I do. Well, you've That's been real then. <laughs> 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 so listen, you guys, yesterday, believe it or not, there was a federal election. Did you vote? Did you remember to vote? I certainly did at 3pm. I did it on that massive bit of paper that I had to shove into the tiny box. Why do they make it so hard? Why do they make it so ridiculous? Also, the guy next to me is nudging me as he's unravelling oh, the, the largest bit of paper that I've ever seen. Stay in your zone. Don't, don't Stay in your tiny cubicle area, don't mister. Don't come to my cubicle. Don't look at my vote. Don't. Don't. Yeah, when I am voting for marriage equality in the Animal Justice Party. Correct. They're not the anti-vaxxers, are they? 
So basically what's happened is we still don't know if you, in case you're just waking up and you've been under a rock and in, underwater with a bag on your head, we have no elect, no majority government still, but it was really strange because Turnbull gave a victory speech sure. and Shorten gave a victory speech mm-hmm. and everyone's like, you guys, no. No. Neither of you have won. Nah, you both. You both what we call in the industry rubbish. Yeah, both. Well, well, they're both in trouble. Definitely, mm. there was a three point three percent swing to Labor, which is huge news. This is a big sending a big message to the libs. The country saying no, 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 no. We're not happy with you. Mm. But I think my favourite part, and by favourite I mean terrifying, is finding out this morning. We now are in possession of the strangest Senate on the face of the planet. And remember, Donald Trump is running for president. Donald Trump. We can no longer mock America because we now have a woman by the name of Pauline Hanson who is now in the Senate who just wants to ban Muslims. Just ban them. Well, in that instance, she's very similar to Trump. He's banned the Mexicans, banned the Muslims. The, the world has gone insane. But the thing is, everyone's like, why have these people got elected? Why? I'll tell you why people like Fred Nile, Darren Hinch, Jackie Lambie. Darren Hinch? Jack, Darren Hinch, who has never voted ever in his 72 no, years, no. is going to be a senator. Oh, great. Please, welcome. <laughs> but but you know why they got voted in? I'll tell you right now. I'm not surprised one bit because all of them... Stand for something. Yeah. They're all against okay, careful, Muslims. Careful. Yeah. And yeah, I agree with you completely. Things. Exactly. Bob Catter, Barnaby Joyce. These people all stand for something. Like when you say Pauline Hanson, you go, yeah, racist. Yeah. Like you understand what she stands for. You get it. Yeah. Whereas people like Shorten and Turnbull were accused of being a bit grey and a bit wishy-washy. Right? So you're saying get a concept, stick yes, to it, yes. say it, drill, drill it home. Yes. I'm, I'm xenophobic. Yes. Pauline Hanson, even though I don't know what the word means, yes. I'm xenophobic. And people can cling on to that. Right. All right. And other people who feel that way secretly can vote for her. Mm -hmm. But so what we're in now is we're not going to know the outcome possibly for weeks. Now, the votes won't resume counting until Tuesday. And what I want to say to the Australian Electoral Commission is you have one job every three years, you guys. Just count some votes. Oh, I'm so exhausted. We've been counting first preference, second preference. You've only had three years. What have you been? This is your grand final, the AEC. This is your day. Have you been? Don't take Monday off. My little fingers are toggle paper cuts from all the. You. Why do we have to wait till Tuesday? Is my is my question. And then we're waiting for all the postal votes. And do you realise now the future of our country lies in the hands of Australia Post being reliable? Terrible, terrible news. Do you know how long it took my mum to send me something from Melbourne to LA? It took like 20 years. I didn't need the thing that she sent me when I got it. It's correct. So what we could be facing is a hung parliament, which everyone's afraid of but isn't such a bad thing. It means neither government have a majority, but what's probably going to happen is we're going to have to vote again. Let's be honest. That's what's going to happen. But I just want to know, let's do our own little poll at the very political M. Rossiano radio show. Call up now, 131060. How are you feeling today about your government? How are you feeling about the names I've mentioned? In general, are you disillusioned with everything? Do you think you'll even turn up to vote next time? Uh, do you know there was a record number of um, dick and balls drawn on ballot papers this year? Record. Record numbers. What was that figure? I, I don't know, but I love that they kept the stat. Can we find out that figure? <laughs> That's the figure I want to know. More, more than the election, I want to know. number. How many dick and balls? Record. Number Australia, thirteen ten sixty. <laughs> how are you feeling? This is just a poll. This little M Rossiano radio show poll. See you soon. It's the M Rossiano radio show with special guest host actress Jane Harbour. We're discussing Janie the fact that we had an election yesterday with no results. No results. Nothing. And what's probably going to happen is we're going to end up with a hung parliament. And both Shorten and Turnbull have said they will not be negotiating with the independents. So there's a very good chance we'll be going back to the polls to vote once more. And it's been it's been a strange 24 hours. Pauline Hanson went on a very weird rant after she won her seat. Have we got that many? And she, uh, someone offered her, what did they offer her? A uh, halal. A halal snack pack. A halal snack pack. So she's Great. just won. Everyone's congratulated. She's jubilant. Yeah. And then she's offered a halal snack pack. To- Pauline, right now I will invite you to join me in Sydney and I will take you out for a halal snack pack out in the western suburbs of Sydney whenever you want. 
Not happening. Not interested in halal. Thank you. Not interested in it. I don't believe in the halal certification. Uh, so let's. It's going to be a very, very interesting time. It's going to be a very interesting time. Ninety-eight percent of Australians don't want halal certification. So we'll sit down and we'll have a good time. It's going to be a very interesting time. Congrats. But on a serious uh, note, though, we'll congratulations, Paula. Here we are going again. Well, okay, first of all, let's not make up our own stats, Pauline. 98%. 98%. I, I believe in halal certification. Do you? Yes. Okay, that's just blown her statistics. That's two-thirds of the room. That is two-thirds of the room. do you believe in halal? Yes, and 100% halal percent of the room. Terrific. are amazing. Uh, I, Great. I just, she's, well, that's, we, we've got her. You, some of you voted for her in Queensland. What the hell were you thinking? Okay. Uh, Pauline. No, Pauline, no. Vivian, Hello. Hello. How are you feeling about what's going on with the government? I feel like it's it's such disbelief that this time it's happening. Like Pauline Hanson is in the Senate and it's kind of like, you know, in a weird time in the world where everything is just going everywhere and out of proportion. It just makes me feel really angry and, about and, it too. Yeah, and it's like I was saying before, the reason people like Pauline and Darren Hinch and Jackie Lambie and Fred Nile and all these really strong, dynamic characters are getting in is because they are they do stand for something. And in a time where there is a lot of uncertainty... It's Trump, it's all of these. I think people are drawn to strong characters that they, they've got something to believe in because I don't think Shorten or Turnbull gave us something to believe in. Jane, hello. Hi, Jane. Hi, Jane. <laughs> Jane's She's gone. there. Here she comes. Hi, yeah, Jane. How, how are you feeling? Yeah, good, good. I, I, I'm like you, Emma. I'm a little bit frustrated and a little bit um, concerned as to where we're headed and the fact that we're up for another three years of, you know, unstable government. But, yeah. Can I ask who you voted for, Janie? Yeah, look, I, I, I um, did I add, but I went... LNP, mm. and I, having read your post, Em, I... Um, Do you regret your vote, Jane? No, look, I don't. I, I just wish... Um, and I really don't mind who of the major parties gets into power. I yeah. just wish we had have had a, a, a clear winner um, at the end of the day. I just wish we had have been able to have a, a good three years of, of um, clear water, I guess. And where are you from? So I live in central Victoria. So, um, so is that considered north. rural country? Yes. Yep. Yeah, rural. So I'm part of the Bendigo yep. electorate. So yep. we, we ended up with a, a Labor. And it was a fairly safe seat. Yep. Um, so I kind of knew it was going to end up um, being Lisa Chester's, which is not a, it's not a bad um, outcome. And I think, you know, both parties have reasonable grounds, but I just think now... So, Janie, if we go to vote again, will you vote Liberal again? Uh, look, I, I don't know. I think I'll reassess. God, that's so interesting. See, yeah, I this could I, happen again because people are still, no one is sure what to do. So I think this is an I'm opportunity sure. for both. <laughs> I know you are. I'm very sure. <laughs> I'm very sure too. We're yeah. for marriage equality. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. Well, that's interesting. All right. Well, thank you for your calls and nothing's surprising. And hopefully next time we, we speak about this, there is some sort of prime minister happening. Uh, coming up next, though, I'm very excited. A lovely, amazing woman by the name of Michelle Wyatt is joining us. She's yes. written a book called Not Right in the Head. I finished reading it today. I was in a flood of tears. It's happy and sad. It's about her journey with her mother's Alzheimer's, and you do not want to miss this woman. She's incredible. That's coming up next on the M. Rossiano Radio Show. It's the M. Rossiano Radio Show with special guest host, actress Jane Harbour. We have another special guest in the studio. She has written an incredible book that I finished today and I found myself I found myself reading it thinking, oh, God, there's me too and someone else has experienced this and I'm not a freak and anyone that can make me feel less of a freak is dear to my heart. The book is called Not Right in the Head and it's by Authress. Michelle Wyatt, who joins us. Hello, darling. Hello. Ooh. How are yes. we? Yeah, we should clap. We yeah, should cut that out. Clap. Yeah, I want to clap it out. Yeah. Michelle, uh, you, you can tell everyone what your book's about. It's a book about uh, my mum's struggle with Alzheimer's. She had it for 13 years and her mother before that. So my whole life, you know, it's been a bit cray-cray. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I just thought I'd write about it and, and share our experience and for those who are potentially going through it or have loved ones, you know, it's a bit of a heads up mm -hmm. and also a bit of a story to show people that it's okay to laugh sometimes, you know. That's 99% of the time it's sad. You have to though. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's what I loved about the book, you know, and as Dolly Parton said in Still Magnolia, <laughs> yeah. laughter through tears is my favourite emotion. <laughs> as I read yeah. the book, the way in which you were able to weave 
humor into a really sad shit situation. And it's, and it's just with Alzheimer's and I've had people close to me, there's no up. You just, you're on the, you're on the downhill and it's just, however, it's rubbish. It, it's, it's horrible. There's yeah. no light. There's no, maybe they'll get better. Maybe we'll see an improvement. For 13 years. Yeah. That's very difficult. Yeah. And yeah, your yeah. grandmother had it. Yeah. And your mum, what struck me is your mum used to joke about it to you guys. Yeah. When because she, your grand. Yeah, 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 yeah. She just, she was, you know, we were all sure that mum was going to get it and I'm sure I'm going to get it. So you kind of deal with it. Our family always dealt with confronting situations by making jokes because we're not very good at dealing with stuff. You no, know, we're the kind of family, family that cry at funerals. And yeah. I'll laugh at funerals. Laugh at, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. The story you tell how you'd have to, your mum would be on the phone to your nana and she wouldn't <laughs> hang the, the the public phone booth up properly, which would render your phone useless. Yeah. So you guys would then have to get in the car. Yep. As kids, yeah. And spot, what would you We do? drive around. So um, Nana lived a probably 15-minute drive from where we were. So yeah. we'd hear mum on the phone and then she'd go, hang up the phone, mum, hang up. And then dad would come into the bedroom and bundle up my sister and I, put oh. our dressing gowns in, in the back seat of the car and we'd be driving around the suburb of Collingwood looking for a phone booth <laughs> where the handset was swinging. <laughs> And it'd be like spot the thing and yeah. whoever would get it would get a caramella koala. I love that. So, you know, <laughs> Look, that's why I have a sugar addiction. There's a treat at today. the end. I know. Yeah. It's, everyone wins. Yeah. So, yeah, we would do that a lot because, you know, Nana would just make a phone call and just let the phone go. And mm-hmm. then we'd get the call from a neighbour saying, Mrs. Pitt's gone shopping. Oh, and and she it'd be in the middle of the, middle night, of the night and she'd yeah. pop the dressing gown on and wander into town because she had no idea what time it was. Or Yeah. yeah. And, and for me as a kid, that's hilarious stuff. <laughs> you know, it's pretty funny. And you got a chocolate, mate. And I got a caramel <laughs> koala, you know. What's not to love about it? What's not to love? <laughs> and, yeah. and so then when your mum, and I know, and in the book you write, and I would have been the same, you just kind of, your mum started showing signs, but even though you knew... What it was, you didn't know. Like you didn't want to really accept you it. You don't accept it, even yeah. though you you think you know what's coming. Irrational. It's almost like when it's upon you, you don't recognise it. Mm. So we, I, and because Dad retired, and and they had such an amazing relationship. Oh, your dad, isn't he the best? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your Sorry. relationship with your dad is very similar to mine, and. Your dad was with your mum every morning from 8 a.m. until like, 8 p.m. Every single day. Yeah. yeah. And married for 60 years. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So um, I just thought that he was just doing everything for him. We used to yell at him and go, let her finish her sentences. Yeah. Let her drive the car. Let her cook dinner. And we thought he was just taking over everything. And it took a while for it, the penny to drop to go, okay. you know. Oh. And there was that one moment where and she would always moment? forget names. Yeah. She would call us five names before she got it right. But she'd always done that. Yeah. yeah. But we were cooking. She was an amazing baker. Mm-hmm. And we were in the kitchen making Christmas cookies. And uh, she was making a shortbread dough and it was all crumbly. And I said, Mum, maybe we need some more water. Mm. And she said, I don't have any more water. And we were standing in the kitchen. And I was like, hello. That's not about oh. forgetting no. something. That's about her brain not knowing that there's water a metre away from her. So that's when I kind of knew this is different. This is not dad, you know, doing everything or her forgetting. Mm -hmm. That's her brain is not right. Well, Michelle, if you wouldn't mind sticking around, I have so much more I want to ask you about in the book, especially when you talk about how your mum moved into a nursing home and the characters around Mm. the nursing home because my grandmother moved into a home and you you, you get to know them and, oh, my goodness, you describe them as butterflies hanging out near the front door trying to escape. And I remember. <laughs> That's we'll, an amazing. We'll yeah. talk about that next. And look, 131060, if you want to have a chat to Michelle or, you know, if this is striking a chord with you as it did with me, please feel free to call. We'll be back straight after this with Michelle Wyatt and Jane Harbour. It's the M. Rossiano Radio Show. It's the M. Rossiano Radio Show with special guest co-host Jane Harbour. And also joining us in the studio is author and TV producer and mother and wife and daughter, Michelle Wyatt, who has written an incredible book called Not Right in the Head. And it's the story of her journey with her mother who had Alzheimer's. Um, And it's a very brave book. And, you know, this show, it's all about empowering women. And I feel like you've written this piece. It's not only funny and beautiful, but it's a resource for people who are dealing with Alzheimer's. Maybe it's a new diagnosis or, you know, maybe you were unprepared. And it's a book that someone can read and there's a little bit of light and hope in it, even though it's a really dark topic. And you were saying mm. off air, you were worried about making light of it. Yeah. You were I concerned. Definitely worried that people would think I was, you know, being a bit frivolous about the topic. And, you know, I've lived through it. So 
I was going to say, how can you be frivolous? Yeah. It's, yeah, everyone can get stuffed, so man. Yeah. It, it, like, seriously, Absolutely. that makes me so cross. This is your story. Yeah. And you had this heartbreak and this and this thing happened to your family. And I don't think anyone gets to tell you that you're not allowed to have some laughs. Yeah. Like, it really makes me cross. I want to take every single – can you just write them? <laughs> yeah, you can laugh at whatever you want. Can you just write their <laughs> names that, down there? You can there? laugh all the way. Just send me their names and I will write them an angry letter and tell them to back the hell off you. But isn't it funny how people – like, you know, this – this is this book has I've tried to be funny, but isn't it and funny it is. how no, it's you okay? Tried. You've achieved. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. But it's funny how it's okay to make jokes about Alzheimer's. Mm. Oh, and yeah. it's not okay. People are not throwing out the, you know, it must be the breast cancer. Yeah, there's not a lot you know, of cancer. No, they don't do gear. that. No. They don't do mm. which I understand, but Alzheimer's is a terminal illness. Mm. Not a cure. Mm-mm. No. Nothing. And you're right. People make jokes, oh, they, I must have it Alzheimer's. It must be the Alzheimer's. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. get it all the time. Yeah. yeah. And I find people do that around people me and then apologise. must be the cancer. Yeah, which yeah, I know don't. sounds really horrible. Yeah. And, and it, no, but it's I, real. I put that like, in the book apologize. and a lot of people yeah. kind of say, oh, that's a bit nah. off. And then I people are saying, like, oh, but you're being frivolous. With yeah. Oh, that, da, 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 So it was really hard to... Feel like I got the balance right, and you did, and try and well, the title's great, and the front cover's excellent. Yeah, the title's yeah. amazing, and I'm I'm really glad that the, the um, Alzheimer's Australia are supporting you, and they should be handing this book out to every single person that comes through their doors. Absolutely. But what I loved, the, the chapter that gave me the most laughs, because I had both my grandparents go into a nursing home and um, I was very close with them. And so I became like a regular at the nursing home. But there were characters around and I would give them nicknames because they were all, and you told the story of the Whistler. Yeah. So tell the, the tell, tell us about the Whistler. So there was this guy that used to walk around and he would just make this sound like, I can't even do it. Like suck air in. So not like a really nice whistler. My dad's a beautiful whistler. So he wasn't walking around going. He was going. And it drove crazy, didn't it? It drove my dad insane. And he would go, just does it to get on your mum's goat. But the whistler was was also a klepto. Yeah, 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 yeah. Would steal things. Stole your mum's pants. Stole everything in her room. Stole her lollies, stole DVDs. No, trousers. Trousers, yes. Some new trousers. And what about Alfie? Alfie, Mm -hmm. he's the one that used to, you know, Op, clothing optional. Yeah, he really, would be for nude. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just nothing around. wrong with Alfie. I <laughs> often wear a singlet. He'd wear a singlet, Alfie. though. You yeah. know, he if, had some dignity. You know, he had the singlet going. If anyone <laughs> listening has ever had to put a loved one in a nursing home, I bet a lot of you have the best description. It's so true. God, I had to stop and put everything down to laugh. The entry and exit to the nursing home is something that must be timed and it is crucial because yeah. you did, you described it as a butterfly enclosure. Yeah, it's like going to the zoo because you open that door and they're out. They're, they're like, that's that's my ticket to freedom. So you've got to yeah. almost have the two doors where with no you've pants. got that little, yeah, with no pants <laughs> and someone else's pants. My dream. Probably. Crying out of a building. Well, no whistling. Pants. Yeah. <clears throat> no, but you've got that, you put the key key in, which um, is usually the postcode, so, yeah. you know, yeah. you don't have to be that bright to figure no. it out. Um, so you put the, the code in, the door springs open, and all of a sudden people have come from, it's like you got three butterflies on your back, you're walking out of the zoo, and I someone's like, it. sorry. Yeah. You know, you have Alzheimer's patients walking with you, and yeah. you're trying to push them all back in like silly putty, and, a, and a thing. You've got <laughs> arms and legs are coming out the door, and, and there was this one woman that just used to lay in front of the door on the inside, and every time we'd go in... Every time we push the code to go, or you know, you don't have the code to go in. We'd push the door to go in, and Dad would just say from the other side because he'd know we were coming. He'd just be calling out, "Legs, legs, legs, legs," <laughs> because she would be laying across the door, so he didn't want us to hit her legs. So oh, you'd know that she was there. Yeah. Just hilarious. It, it is, yeah. and it's okay to laugh about it because nursing homes are sad and awful places. Yeah, and, I mean the the staff are amazing, and yeah. but. Once you go into a nursing home, you know, that's that's where you're going to finish off. That's yep. where you're going to end up. And yep. so the way you described it, oh, God, it made me feel, oh, God, it was so funny. And I just want to thank you for writing this because, like I said, it was really brave. And you've, you've made light of a topic that is really serious and needs to be discussed, but you've made light of it in a really respectful, good way. Oh, I'm glad you say that because, you know, it is a worry. Don't. When you write it, you think, oh, gosh, people no, are going to judge worry. me. And You have my permission now to <laughs> take off your corrective underwear and thank let it all you. hang out. All right. <laughs> Australia, <laughs> yeah. please buy this book, Not Right in the Head, written by the wonderful Michelle Wyatt. I'll put all the links up on Twitter and Facebook. Make sure you get it, Michelle. Thanks for coming in on this Sunday Thanks night. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you, guys. CM Rossiano Radio Show. Yes.
It's the Emraciano Radio Show live around the country on the Hit Network. My co-host this week has been the wonderful Jane Harbour, a.k.a. Zara from Offspring. Yes. You've been on Underbelly. Yeah. You were on the In Excess thingy. Mm-hmm. You like you slept with Michael Hutchins. I did. That's amazing. Well, not the not the. Oh real my one. god! And on Underbelly, you were with Roger Corsa. I was. And then on Offspring, you were with that Jimmy Proudman dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got a really good track record. Thank you. Um, good for it's you. It's not real. It's. <laughs> it's <laughs> you still get some when you make okay when you make out with them though. Mm. I mean, you're really feeling it, aren't you? You're getting a little tingle. No, what I request is a is a small sheet in between our lips. What? Yeah, when I you, don't want to touch mouths. I don't know where they've been. You love touching mouths. I now, don't. this is the part of the show as we draw. I just really loved Michelle. Yeah, that, wasn't Michelle I, lovely and I, just I, the best? That book, and I, ge- I legitimately read it over the last couple of days, not right yeah. in the head. I can't recommend it enough to people who have had to say goodbye to a loved one or who are in the process of doing that with an elderly parent or grandparent because it made me feel like less alone about it. So anyway, that's not what we're talking about. We're going to talk about ourselves right now, which is back to the norm. Sure. This is the part in the show where, remember when you're at high school and you walk out of class and you just did something really funny Mm. and someone wasn't there and you go, oh my God, how funny was I in maths when I did that? I don't remember doing that. I did that all the time. Okay. And so this is the part of the show where my guest and I, we highlight to everyone the part where we felt we were strongest. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Can I be the person, the parent, who says whether or not it's accurate? Well, you we, we picked your part that we thought you were strong. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Well, this is good news. Okay, off you go. Okay. And so I'm scratching at my nose, but this stuff, you Did you make your nose bleed? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then he came out and he was like, rusty pipes. Oh, my. That was very I think that's what happened. Okay. That was when um, in radio we do a thing called a reset in case people missed that story. That was when I was talking about how I got a facial yeah. and then there was some stuff left around my nostril and a guy working at a cafe assumed that I had had been knee deep in gutter glitter. And then okay. you picked your nose and it bled and, and it, it was looked rusty pipes. Correct. Yes. Good. And then the part where I felt I was strongest. Debatable. Was when we were t- talking about the baby name Craig. You know when you meet a kid called Craig? And you're like, were you ever a baby called Craig? Or were you, did you do you're not, you're not six months old, like, Craig, Craig, get like, off you the know what I mean, a Craig? Craig? I can't imagine somebody going, he's my beautiful newborn, Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Craig's like 50 straight up. Straight up. As soon as you're born, you're like Craig 50. Craig yeah. comes out totally. 30, all right? <laughs> Wow, we thought we were hilarious then. Listening back, maybe not as funny. Maybe not as funny as once, once we thought. thought. We thought we were. I mean, we, we high fived after that break. <laughs> we high fived. And I was hysterical, and maybe a little we came out. Maybe. And yet, looking back, not that funny. Jane, is it possible that we're not as funny as we think we are? I don't think no, so. Not possible. No. Coming up next is what some people are calling the highlight of the Emraciano radio experience. Oh, great. I'll, I'll be the judge of that. Where my guest and I sing the duet from the movie Duet. This is the worst. <laughs> it's the Emraciano It's the Emraciano radio show with special guest co-host Jane Harbour. You watch her each week on Offspring. Well, I've only watched you once. It's one episode. Um, were you just doing warm-ups? Vocal warm-ups. Wow. People don't realise it kills me to say this because I don't like to hand out compliments that often. I'm joking. I tell everyone I love them, especially after a few You don't tell me. You've you've called me. I love you. I think you called me a whore No, I love you. It's hard Um, to become my friend. I'm a a prickly person, but you've managed to weave your way in like herpes. (laughs) Can't get rid of you. Now you've called me herpes. Can't get rid of you. There's no compliment <laughs> in any of this. People don't realise how multi-talented you are. Oh, well, you play, you're a penist. You're an amazing penis. Oh, sure. You are. Not... You are mad for the penist. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I'm so juvenile. You've what got a girlfriend that? at the moment. She's what? bisexual. Bombshell. Dun, dun, dun. Do people know you're bisexual? God, I'm pretty so sure. Sexy. I feel like you've made that up just because you're so hot. What could make me hotter? Hmm. I know. I'm bisexual. That's not a thing. I don't know. It's if because you I get find hotter. so few people attractive. So I need hot. to open up it up to the oh masses. God, all of a sudden, straight Mitch, our producer, the only straight person in the team, has made his way to the studio. <laughs> Look, he's out there like a t- get away. He's like a seagull. That's not true. Um, you're an amazing piano player. You're an amazing singer. You're a great actress. 
don't make me say any more. Don't look me in the eye. This is hurting me. I'd like more. I know. <laughs> You're like ravenous. Um, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show because what people don't realise is you were so nervous about coming. I actually Well, nervous because you said, would you like to do my podcast? <laughs> and then I arrived here and you said, P.S., it's live to air yeah. for the next two hours. I knew you wouldn't do it. And also, um, oh, have you prepared all of the 50 million things yeah. that you wanted for the show? I and I said, do. no, I haven't. Good. That's when I got nervous. I want you to do, I just want you to be natural and on the fly. Oh, you're you going to sing for us tonight? Yeah, you've been amazing this show. Congratulations. Thank you, Emma. We've thank you for great. having no, I'm glad to have you. I'm glad you were here. I'm glad to be here. Um, okay, that's enough. All right. So this is the part of the show. Oh, what's your little, do your little plug. Where should they watch you on what? Do it. What are you doing? What's your thingy? Oh, I work on a show called Offspring. Mm-hmm. It's on on a Wednesday night at 8.30. Mm-hmm. It stars people like M. Rossiano. Thank you. I was. Circa season three. Um, season four, episode 12. Sorry. <laughs> I was on Offspring. And if you go to Twitter, if you look up at M. Rossiano, Christian, the social media queen, has posted the amazing footage. Unfortunately, I didn't get my best newcomer, Logie, because my performance was overshadowed by the fact that Patrick died in that episode. Do we think that's the, re- the reason? Absolutely. Would we million say? Percent. I would definitely say that. Well, you've said it. Now, this is the part of the show where I get my co-host to, to sing get naked. the duet. All right, bisexual. <laughs> I know I look like a lesbian. I get it. I get I look like Emma, a lesbian, but I'm not. Stop. Don't say what you're going to say. Going to be with don't, a woman soon. Oh, my God. That's all I'm saying. That's my prediction of 2016. She's been trying or to. Or 17. He can't indoctrinate me into becoming a lesbian. You're gay. Don't you think I would fine. want to be? I would kill. You're a homosexual. I look like Go pink. and be one. And Ruby Rose's ugly sister. And you're straight. I'm not saying you're in. Uh, no, I would kill. If I could be one, I would. <coughs> Let's get on with the duet. Oh, God. This is it. In the early 2000s, an amazing drive comedy was released starring Gwyneth Paltrow and Huey Lewis. Whoa. Gwyneth Paltrow and Huey Lewis from Huey Lewis and the News, right? Bruce Paltrow directed it. I think his name was Bruce. I may have just made that up. <laughs> Her father. Anyway, may he was it? Um, her father directed duets. Oh, yeah. Wow. Now, there's a song in there called Cruisin', mm. and we thought it'd be funny when I say we, me, and I'm fighting everyone in the team on this, we will sing the duet from duets, the same song every week. It's only you, mate. Every week, the guest will sing. Now, 100% believe that she's about to go Defcon 1 Beyonce on us. You can't help yourself. You are going to trill the crap out of this, and I'm, I'm going to be generous. To. I'm going to give I you the poultry part. Even do it. I am going to take one. I'm going to take a hit. I'm going to be Huey. Wh- who were you last week? I I was Huey last week too, but then I was Gwyneth. I actually sang the duet with myself, so Barbara Streisand of me. <laughs> so we're going to kick it off. I'll kick in. All right, and then you're going to be Gwyneth. Oh. She can't help herself. I can't wait for people to hear you. Mm. Here we go. Come on. I'm going to do the deep voice. <laughs> Here we go. Is it now? No, no, no. Oh, I've only done this eight times. Here we go. Baby, let's cruise away from here. <laughs> He's such a show off. Don't be confused. The way is clear. Yes. And if you want it, you got it forever. This is not a one-night stand. Yeah. Come on. You're holding back. Let the music that's together, idiot. Together. That was a bit aggressive. (laughs) Just release and you will find. All right, Australia, all join in. Come on. You're going to fly away. Glad you're going my way. Sing it, Jane. I love it when we're cruising together. Music is played for love. Cruising is made for love. I love it when I we're love it. Together. I love it. I love oh my god, we nailed that shit. Yeah. Oops, sorry, I shouldn't oh. swear. I forgot I was live on air then. Oh. Thank you everyone for listening this week on the M Rossiano Radio Show. Next week, my co-host will be the enigmatic Samuel Johnson. I love oh, him. I love him. 
Uh, I want to thank the team as usual. Christian, social media queen. Sarah in production. Yes. Matt's the phone twink. Mitchie, the straight guy making all the sounds. Ben Wosley for pressing the buttons. And, of course, the one and only Jane Harbour. Thank you for being my co-host. Emma Shannon, you're the best. I know. You can download the podcast. Don't forget it'll be up tomorrow morning. Let's get to number one, you guys. I'll see you next week. Bye.